This episode's been brought to you by the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund. For more information, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Greetings, Horns. This is Coach Mike, and welcome to Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. Today, I'm joined by my old teammates, David Cho and Joe Van, where we share a few drinks and reminisce on our 2005 collegiate experience at UC Berkeley. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Awesome. Um, thanks for being on this podcast. Um, I was really excited to invite y'all to this and just kind of have a fun fun catching up conversation about, uh, you know, our days back in Texas Taekwondo and, you know, recapping our, our experience with the 2005 uh, collegiate nationals at UC Berkeley, especially since this year we were supposed to go back to Berkeley. Yeah. I'd just like to catch up and see how y'all are doing. So um, David, what's new with you? Oh, I mean, I know ever since I graduated, you know, I started my career at NASA being a contractor and currently I'm still there, but um, after college and after, you know, Texas Taekwondo. I, I wasn't in Taekwondo coming going back home. Um, so I picked up uh, where I kind of left off with weightlifting when I came to college. So, uh, you know, started coaching more and, you know, started developing, you know, national uh, level athletes and whatnot and a bunch of youth and uh, junior champions. So other than that, yeah, that's, that's where I kind of went after um, Texas Taekwondo and graduated from college. You're still a coach. I'm still a coach. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Joe, what's new with you since the last time I spoke with you just like a day or two ago? We have been texting all day. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm still here, obviously, and enjoying the ride. Uh, but I will say, you know, it's been really kind of sweet watching you have your coaching career in parallel, David. Like, yeah. I know that uh, I know that we don't hang out in the same city anymore, but I know that you're close by and it's, it's cool to see you get just as excited about your athletes as, mm -hmm. as we do ours. And uh, I mean, the last time I was Austin, in Austin, you know, talking with you guys, it was, it was good, you know, kind of, you know, talking about, you know, being coaches and whatnot and some of the conversations we had and some of the tips that you had. I mean, it, it, I definitely took that and, you know, ran with it with, you know, coaching some of my athletes. So it was a it was it's different, awesome. right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but the, the, the stuff that you did with, you know, did with some of your athletes with the Texas Taekwondo, I mean, yeah, I definitely took that to heart and, um, you know, kind of implemented a little bit with some of my, uh, some of my weightlifters, not all of them, but some of them that need that little extra push that could be great, great, great lifters, great athletes. So I was going to ask David, so how did you transition back into coaching weightlifting after <clears throat> college um I mean, was it a gym that you were at before or so it, it was still so I, so I originally started off with uh, team houston it's a well-known coach that coached like you know a couple of uh one olympian to a bronze medal um tim swords and you know kind of picked up where i left off you know from high school you know my senior in high school broke my kneecap so i couldn't really do a whole, whole bunch of heavy lifting but you know coming out of uh, college my knee was better Thanks to, you know, be participating in, you know, Taekwondo all those years, you know, kind of helped me re rehabilitate, you know, being active and you know, doing stuff. So I was able to kind of lift heavy again and whatnot. And, and, you know, with, you know, with anything, you kind of want to branch, branch off and do your own thing. And that's what I, you know, kind of did lifting at a different gym because, you know, being, an, you know, an adult and having a nine to five job, you know, I couldn't really train in the garage you know, at the time they were training, I wouldn't be able to train until 7 p.m. So eventually that kind of led to me coaching other people and, you know, kind of hopping on a different team and, you know, starting my, my own team. So, you know, I'd say you've always had coaching in you. Like I remember my freshman year, you were you you did all the things that was um, indicative of like a coaching relationship. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, re I remember I remember I was getting so lazy uh, my sophomore year. I would call you or we'd be texting and we'd be like, man, class is so far away. You know, and we were, <laughs> we were living on uh 20, 28th and a half street yeah. in Rio. So it's like clearly West campus clearly still in the vicinity. And you were like, you know what? I'll just come scoop you up. And so oh, <laughs> to me, yeah. there was two things. One, one, we're both, we're both aware that like, 
on on rainy, cold, like sore recovery days, like getting to the rec center was a pain in the butt. Um, but two, like if we're gonna drive, we might as well have packed as many people in there as possible <laughs> to justify <laughs> driving. <laughs> but it was cool. It was it was like you know uh, you you were like my president when I came in, mm -hmm. and inherent in that role is like a coach you're a coach you know you you were you were supporting us doing our best so i i feel like it was like a natural transition but i mean i remember your fresh mirror coming in i mean you're you're kind of the one that kind of motivated me shit i want to compete again you know let's let, let's do this because yeah. you were you were tense you're like that new guy coming in and whatnot and you, you wanted to compete you're still you know at a high level and you know, I think you know, really motivate even even Mike too. Hey, let's let's get back into competing. Let's let's fight. You know, I think you kind of drove those sparring you know sessions to really push each other, and you know that really got me back. Man, I I'm got, I got that itch. I want to compete again. You know, so 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 let me ask, like, you know, to, to those listening today, like they would probably be surprised that that was never part of our character. Know, like there right? was a, there was a time where it's like, well, windows of time where this doesn't even happen. What what happened to uh, to make you guys feel that way? Um, like what happened prior to my arrival? Well, so I, I can speak to that, you know, because um, yeah, during my time, I only competed in two collegiates. There was two thousand one when it was at at Texas, and then two thousand five with the three of us here when we when we made the choice to go to Berkeley. And um, you know, I'll be very honest. Two thousand one, we we um we we were very enthusiastic about it since we were hosting um but honestly i i think we might have as a team came out a bit disappointed um we i mean i don't want to talk about results and that i don't you know results isn't what drives shouldn't be what drives us but um you know i think at least for me personally i came away from that competition feeling like i was underprepared I could have done more and it was always a monkey on my back and you know truth be told i i personally don't like competition sparring i i am uncomfortable with it and um so i i kind of naturally just shied away from it after that we would go to a few local tournaments here and there but we never went back to collegiates after 2001 and honestly i think we 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 did kind of identify more as like a, a demonstration Taekwondo team, we did a lot of demos, um, but we we didn't really compete much. Um, so I remember your first year, Joe, when you when you arrived on campus. I was wanting to transition out. Um, I had done a few local competitions. I was starting to train under Coach Tony Smith and developing a new game with him. And then here you come along, and um, we. Texas Taekwondo did have a pattern or habit of testing out new black belts who joined the club. And that's essentially what I found you. I wanted to test you out. And as I was testing you out, I realized I was testing myself out. And, um, you know, just like I, I want to piggyback up what, what David said, it, it gave me the itch again. It, it definitely made that, it gave that spark about wanting to compete again. So, so putting it into simple terms, honestly, Joe, you were the spark that kind of helped bring where Texas Taekwondo is right now. Honestly, I, I could, I could say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could also, so I hear what you're saying and I, and I think I understand mostly now because we've had some of those sparks come through more recently. And, um, I would say like, you know, I, I personally wasn't in a good place for when these sparks happened prior to the more recent generation. Um, I just wasn't ready to like pour fuel on it um, personally and, and putting a lot of that love into the club. Um, but it was cool that you guys recognized that in a way that motivated you to like change uh, catalyst to change that took us on the path that we're on today. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I know a lot of change happened that freshman year for me, my freshman mm -hmm. year. And, and it was like a question of like ego and brand and, and kind of allegiance to, Right. Um, yeah. and, and, and it was to, to Mike, like your point, like it was like, how do we test ourselves during this? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, look at you now. I mean, you just won a gold medal at what was that last tournament that you were at? I mean, that that's, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, again, motivated by yeah, exactly. sparks that come through our club. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Do you feel, David, do you feel ever like uh, you, you're some one or two of your athletes kind of get you itching hard enough to, you know, get back into a competition setting or? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if, if my knee was in the, in the right spot right now, like uh, my knee is totally just done because of I've, have no cartilage left in my right knee. Oh man, I would love to be back on the platform. And uh, I've, I tried a couple of times in the past couple of years, just my knee just didn't hold up. Um, but you know, like I said, right after college, when I started back into it, you know, started coaching people. Oh yeah, they they drove me, you know, to hey, I need to set that example. This is how I train hard and whatnot. If I train this hard, I expect you to kind of follow, you know. And you know that motivated them. You know, like I'm the old guy. You know, you can't let me outlift you. <laughs> I, I, I I expect you guys. I want you guys to be better than me. You know, I set that, you know, expectation and I have it, a, you know, quite a few that, ex, you know, you know, superseded that. So I'm really proud of that. Now, I, wish I, could, I wish I could do more of that now. But, you know, just because my my, uh, you know, after I get knee replacement, then I think I could start pushing again. But right now, it's just I just can't. But, you know, you, you said to tell me sound so much like an Asian. Oh, yeah, I know. Right I know. I kind of look like one because I'm going <laughs> to be able to get a haircut for the past month. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's what we do as coaches, you know. We've we got to set that tone. This year, we would have gone back. Texas Taekwondo would have gone back to Berkeley, even though I know um, Collegiates was there back in 2014. Um, and then, you know, before that, it was 2005 when the three of us went. I want to recap and talk through, you know, our thought process of what our year was like leading up to that. Because I don't think for any of us, the first few days of, of fall semester that we I don't think we started that year waking up saying okay we're going to go to collegiates this year it was it kind of built up to that didn't it yes uh, I, I remember um you know it was a fall semester you know we we're all coming in you know doing the normal thing with the club and whatnot then you know Joe comes in and I remember you know we started we started kind of talking about it because you know you know none of us has competed or none of, no one from the club has competed in a tournament in a very long time and I remember we, you know, we kind of recruited people. Hey, you think you're serious about, you know, competing and whatnot? And I remember we had a, you know, handful. Except, you know, instead of just us three, you know, kind of had that goal yeah. of going to Berkeley and competing at, at collegiate. So I remember we competed in a tournament in Austin that fall. I think it was like maybe six or seven of us. Then, it, <laughs> <laughs> then um, that's all I'm gonna say. And it kind of dwindled down to. You know, just the us three, but I remember one of them was because someone wanted to play magic instead. But Wait, what? <laughs> you don't remember, remember that? I hate to call you out, no. but Sean, that was you. <laughs> I still love you, man. Uh, we got the same birthday and everything. I still love you, but I, I just remember that. That's that's what you mentioned. I'm like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> but he did compete in that that's tournament, right. though. You know, I give him, I give him credit for that. He. he at first, it had that desire, but I think that kind of faded a little bit. Yeah. We started off with like yeah, six yeah, or seven exactly, people yeah. originally wanted to go to collegiates, and it dwindled down yeah. to three of us. I mean, we're, we're really training very hard for that. I mean, that, that was the hardest I've trained, you know, ever since, you know, after high school. And, man, I'd enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. shit, I lost like 25 pounds training that hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took a spring break off. And I stayed with Tony Smith for a week, just training with him. Um, it wasn't quite the Rocky training montage that I wanted, <laughs> but I gained a lot. I gained a lot. I've also uh, had the privilege of um, visiting Coach Smith uh, and, and living with him and training with him. And, and yeah, it's it's never what you expect, but in 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 some, I mean, for sure, you walk away better. Yeah. So would you compare it to like, you know, the first best of the best movie that Korean training montage or was it kind of like that? Kind of, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he fed me McRibs. He was really excited about the McDonald's McRib coming back for a limited time. So there was this like, wow. uh, I don't know if I should be eating McRibs before US Open, but I'm going to trust my coach. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, calories are calories. Like I needed mm -hmm. them, but it was interesting. Since we're since we're putting it out there, I mean, it was pretty much 
training by day and then just watching them play video games. <laughs> <by night. laughs> but they were fighting. That's what they were was. fighting video games, you know. So it's like <laughs> part of this is part of training. So there was always an element of like, is this part of training? I think this is. I should take notes, right? Like this, this right here, him watching him beat. Mega Man 7 is probably part of our training right now. <laughs> Will be a speedrunner. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you remember this, but remember with that one Korean Taekwondo movie we watched that really like motivated us, that helped motivate us. It was called Yes, of course we remember it. It's like remember branded our entire right. We watched it all the time. We gotta get those Muto gear. <laughs> <laughs> Man, best marketing scheme that. ever. I want to donate to you guys because you know if another big man wants to spar and whatnot, they got a you know a chest protector. So <laughs> Christian, it's probably gonna be for Christian. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel God is the like, next time I was gonna come to Austin, I was gonna bring it with me and, and donate it because I got a couple stuff that you know you guys could use and whatnot. So but uh <laughs> I just remember once we got that year, we were like taking photos of ourselves. I remember the one with you, uh Joe and Mike, you know, kind of like in a fighting position facing each other. <laughs> you don't you don't have to talk about the photo shoot that may or may not happen. We're good, you know? We're good. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I, you know, I remember so little about about the lead up to Berkeley. I you know, the milestones for me were like uh getting to know you guys getting to be part of the family um like instantly and that's kind of one thing that's that's held true for so long it's like you have the ability to make these deep connections from day one right and so you guys you guys brought me in with into the family and like so little of it was training which is probably still true today like um <laughs> so much of our relationship was centered around everything but training right um yeah but but i remember there was there was a moment and like the milestones for me for me were like, hey, David Cho, uh, I'm emailing you as a junior or I'm emailing y'all as a junior in call uh, in high school. I want to go to UT one day. And then Dan Cameron hits me up and it's like, OK, well, you get here when you get here kind of thing. And then uh, the next milestone was walking in on a summer day and David Cho is like, doing uh dulio chagis or like nada bonds on like the swinging leather bag and uh i was like you know wh where's the 300 black belts all punching at the same time like i've seen in the like <laughs> the, the vhs tapes and so david's like look 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 just come back you know during the fall when classes are going but i'm just here <laughs> just kicking so also testament to david cho for you know coincidentally training on his own uh on a day that i would just randomly walk into the rack and into the mat room right um, and then flash forward, you know, Mike, you, you, you find Tony, we all have this like, well, let's just all go to collegiates. And then I, I had no idea what this was, you know, like I had no idea what to expect. Um, I somehow found the money. I don't even remember. Maybe the club paid for it. Who, who remembers? Yeah, well, yeah, I remember I was taking care of that, you know, being the president and whatnot. So, you know, I've never dealt with money that much money before. I'm just like, uh, what the hell do I do with this? You know, <laughs> I know it goes into, you know, the rec sports and I go through rec sports and everything. I'm like, well, shit. I mean, how are we going to, how are we going to pay for this, uh, you know, trip to Berkeley and whatnot? And I remember, you know, all of us were brainstorming. We'd be, be uh, we, you know, did the best that we could. And, you know, it kind of got easier when it came down just to the three of us. So, I mean, you know, when it was like That's six true. or seven That's people, were like, we're like, crap, you know, how are we going to afford this? And <laughs> and, and it got true. way yeah. easier when it got, got to just the us three. Well, I remember, I remember, uh, you know, I was a, I was pre-med in the fall and then I switched to marketing slash business in the spring. And that spring we were like, well, how are we going to do this guys? And, <laughs> So I made a flyer that was like, uh, help send us to collegiates. And it was like the most hard photos of us we could find. And uh, I, I put it on the biggest pickle jar I could find. And I left it at my Taekwondo school in Katy because I was coming back home to oh, kick yeah. in Katy a lot. And like, you know, I, I periodically came back and it would, it would be like, you know, 30 cents, 20 bucks, you know, $75. I'm like, okay, things are happening. No one knew who we were, by the way. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it, they, they probably thought it was charity, which it kind of was. But props to you for uh, figuring out a way to, to get us to Berkeley. Yeah, we got it. And then we actually made it to Berkeley. And that was like a whole nother mm -hmm. story. We finally made well, it to Bay Area. 
fill, fill in the memory it. gaps for me because uh, it's pretty much a blur until until we we basically finished fighting for me. So I remember. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting trip to to begin with, but you know, I haven't traveled much, you know, in, in, in being in college and whatnot. But so I was really looking forward to this, and uh, and I remember since no one knew who we were, and when you saw the the bracket, we're like very low seed all of us i'm like we're like crap yeah <laughs> i mean i mean mike you fought true. like one of the highest ranked i mean out there. yeah i fought i fought the number one seed who went on to win the i mean not just that he was an yeah. olympic hopeful <laughs> you know I, I i can't remember what sure felt what, like what it. Was his name? rutherford well, was it rutherford rutherford, rutherford. yeah yeah i remember rutherford. watching that yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was rutherford hammond right or something like that yeah, something like that. But I remember watching your fight. I'm like, Jesus Christ! That guy I think, I think, wasn't that the same guy who KO'd someone with a punch later in the tournament? I think, I think he gave someone Probably. a standing uh, ten count, eight count, and uh, he didn't get back up. And uh, and I, that's the first and only time I've ever seen someone give someone an eight count on a punch and win the match. Uh, yeah, Mike, props, props yeah, to you dude. for. The, 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 in my first run, you know, so I, was, I fight this was guy amazing. that was ranked pretty high. He was from Iowa, Iowa or Iowa State, but he had a, a sick Pato Chigi. I'm just like, crap. You know, he's scoring points left and right off of that. But, you know, I um, I, I didn't lose too bad. It's I, just that I was kind of pissed that at the end of the fight, I landed a headshot and they didn't give it to me. I'm like, what the, what the hell? That's I mean, right. he's like, I remember about seven already. I was like, you. at least give me that so I could close the gap. Yeah. <laughs> but he ended up getting third place. The thing about in the head, yeah. The thing about you, David, I remember you had a deceitfully, yeah. really good headshot. And they didn't give it to me. Yeah. No one expected. Well, because I, everyone yeah. will underestimate me because you know, I'm not I'm not very tall, being in the heavy heavyweight class, and you know no one's gonna think, oh, a big man can move like that. So you know, I think I caught him off guard. You know, that's been that's always been my that's always yeah. been my taekwondo career. I mean, you know, you see me, you know, hit pads and when you're yeah. like, shit, man, that guy's pretty fast for a big guy. You know. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you caught me in the head a few times mm-hmm. when we were training. I, God, I, I remember you, you bring up a good point. I do remember the moment we decided to commit to going to Berkeley that year. We were hanging out oh, like every yeah. weekend. That was our crew. I mean, we, we ate together. We hung out together. I remember um, driving David to go pick up something at the auto, at the auto parts store because his Jeep was messed oh, up. I mean, right, we did everything yeah. together. I mean, you, met, you guys met a lot of my and, friends, um, you know, from, you know, a BME. I mean, you guys got to know them pretty well. Yeah, that's right. They were fun. <laughs> we went to your that's dancing right. Yeah, the BME dance off. <laughs> <laughs> you won it like won two it years in a row. Year, yeah. <laughs> I remember you caught that one kid with a, uh, a spinning hook kick and broke his jaw or something. Remember that? Uh, Jonathan you talking Lee. to me? Yes, you. Jonathan uh, Lee. That's his name. Because <laughs> I saw him after college. Because he was close friends with a doctor friend of mine, and I was like, "No, there was no, it's Chris, Chris Nguyen. That's who it was. It's Chris Nguyen. Yeah, that's mm. right. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Don't feel bad because I remember I was uh, sparring I with Bill Yetman and I broke his arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why we only went with three people. <laughs> oh, you're right, four. David. That makes me feel so much better. Huh? <laughs> but but, but that, that 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 just shows you. I mean, we were pretty serious about this. We were training really hard. So we were going to lighten up, you know, we wanted to go hard all the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, I, I wish, you know, back then we, we, we would do things like you guys do now with, with sparring and training with other schools, you know, instead of hurting each other, <laughs> we could, you know, that's train true. with other people. So kind of like, you know, scrimmaging yourself in football, your own team, but, you know, having scrimmages with other schools, you know, just, I think, I think that's a great thing. But Joe, did you get, I, I can't remember where you ended up. You were like in the semifinal fight, right? Or yeah, you you guys yada 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 over so much shit. So we woke up late, <laughs> y'all. We woke up late, we left late, which means we started late, which means I, I was the first I don't, match. I don't Look, remember any of because that. Because you didn't have to fight first because you guys were heavier and there's less people. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> then, when we arrived at the venue, I was already in the hole, like I was on deck. Okay, so if you don't remember, there were six rings. I'm match four. Okay, so 
I'm already I'm like the first match on ring four. And that's how they ran it because they would rotate. Mm -hmm. And so upon arrival, we're like, oh, what's going on? Like, I'm still soaking in the world. Like, oh, my seniors must take care of me. Like, they, they know what they're doing. And then by this, <laughs> how this bracket works, uh, Tony looks at me. He's like, you should gear up like you're on right now. I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I kicked the paddle like twice. And then we walked out again, all a blur. Um, and it was just like physical talent at that point. It was just like whatever I had left in the tank from wrestling my senior year in, in high school plus uh, Taekwondo. Like, this is it. This is here we go. And I, scra I, I scraped by. I, I fought. Uh, it was UCLA. Uh, my first match. No, I actually. And then my second match was against uh, UC Berkeley, Kenny Wu, who ended up getting third. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but I, but yeah, you know, we all remember our matches. Like there was a moment where I'm like, man, I hit that kid really hard in the face. Like it was a double, double backside head because I was desperate. I was like, man, please just stay down. Like just, I'm losing. I hope you stay down. And didn't stay down. What a jerk. Uh, <laughs> but but you know, right after that match, uh, a story I used to tell is like because we rushed everything between matches. Tony felt so bad. He went and got us Quiznos. He's like, man, you guys haven't eaten anything. Let me just like put some food in your bellies. So between match one and two, I downed a Quiznos because that was his jam. Like he loved like toasted sandwiches. <laughs> they had to be toasted, you know? And I, I shoved this like ham and cheese, whatever in my mouth. Finish out with Kenny Wu. I lose the match. We're, we're basically done by 11 a.m., the whole group, right? Go into the bathroom and I just like vomit everything I just ate. Right. <laughs> I remember like like hurling yeah. over the, the the toilet and then looking over and seeing that I like I actually got some lettuce on some uh, some <laughs> juice. <laughs> I felt really bad and I ended up walking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't look this guy in the face. And it was an it was an Aggie. It was an A and M Aggie, and uh, it was an awkward conversation, you know, uh, uh, which was no conversation at all. No, I, just, I just remember, yeah, I just remember after Mike lost and I lost, I'm like, Joe, you're our only hope. I know you can do it. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, it, it was probably the most, um, like, eye-opening Taekwondo experience in a long time. It was, this was the bigger venue than I've ever seen before. These are more athletes than I've ever seen. And to see that caliber of athletes on the, the WTF, you know, at the time, the WTF side, some guy dropped some other dude by punching yeah. him in the clavicle. Like, God dang. Like, I hadn't seen that ever at my local tournaments. And it was very eye-opening. But but I will say, I needed to go through that. Like, and I think we all kind of, like, grew from that moment, right? Like, it was like, this is what it's going to be like. Yeah, because I remember, I remember, you know, after doing That's that, true. the collegiates for that, it motivated me my senior year. I started lifting again because my knee wouldn't you know, bother me too much at that time. And, you know, I competed at uh, University Nationals my senior year. You know, so I did. Whoa, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I got top 10, you know, and it represented my, you know, school, you know, so it was, you know, doing both weightlifting and Taekwondo, you know, it was awesome. I mean, you know, without, without Taekwondo, I don't think I would have gotten into, you know, training by myself and weightlifting outside of, you know, the Taekwondo club and whatnot and, and to do that on my own. So, you know, you know, I owe a lot to the club and, you know, what we did that year to get me back into the competition scene again. So. Do y'all remember? I don't. I don't remember if it was after or before matches, but we. Yes, were I, I was going to hit on that story. Yeah, I keep Tony going. Smith. I remember this. Yes. And then, um, and then, I think we we're waiting at a bus stop or something, and he's on the phone with his sister, and you know they're having a deep conversation, and he hangs up, and he's like, "Okay, thanks, yeah," and then, "Oh, hey, Coach Smith, who was that? It was my sister. She's wishing me happy birthday right now." <laughs> we were like. It's your birthday? Oh crap! Um, <laughs> I wish you could have spent your birthday a little bit better than with no, us I, right I, now. Remember, I remember after you know, I forget. Yeah, I remember. Was it was after the matches. After I remember match. that too. When we were walking around uh, Berkeley because you know we got done and whatnot, and we were all in our Texas gear, and we were at the stoplight, yeah. you know, across the street. Then there was oh, this Escalade that was at the stoplight. Then we see a bunch of guys getting out, out of this Escalade and talking it. shit to us. They're like. And mother, you know, mother efforts, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, and just talking crap. It was all these big black dudes. And we're like, uh, yeah, we're going to keep walking. It was because it was that year that we beat Berkeley or it, it was like right recently after we beat Berkeley in the, was it the Rose Bowl or whatever? And 
USC. No, 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 it was no, USC, no, no. Dave. It was USC. No, we, no because it was, it was not... like the year before that we beat Berkeley in a bowl game. And, you know, because they, they – We played Michigan. Oh, whatever. But anyways, they didn't like us. Michigan. I we were going to get our asses kicked. I, yeah, I, I thought we were going to get our asses kicked. So I'm like, yeah, we better keep walking. <laughs> I remember that. They specifically yeah. said, I'm from California, bitches. I'm like, <laughs> well, of course you're from California. That's where we are right now. Why else no, would you, where else like, would I don't you think Taekwondo is going to save us here. We should keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> but to give to give California credit, especially UC Berkeley, I do remember walking yeah. to other places of campus and we ran into other mm-hmm. um, students and a lot of them would, you know, flash hook them horns. Like, hey, it's Texas, hook them horns. And they, they, for the most part, most of the people on campus were friends. <laughs> so I want to bring up this other Whatever. story too. I remember walking around campus. So Joe and Mike, you remember that tennis player <laughs> that we're obsessing about? No, for the record, I, I do not recall. <laughs> I also do not I'm recall. Just <laughs> so I remember, so I, I want to tell this other story. Hey. So I remember when we were um, uh, going back to Austin and we decided, hey, let's go somewhere and let's get hot pot and that was i think joe that was your cousin or whatnot uh, i don't remember but yeah. <laughs> we, we missed our flight because we went to go get hot pot <laughs> no 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 sorry hold on you you're not doing it yeah, <laughs> yeah there yada, was yada, yada, all you can eat grill grill yeah. your own food situation again brand new to my world no and he's like you don't turn that down it was like 30 dollars yeah, a person at the down. lunch special and it was like yeah. I've never cousin, done it before, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And my cousin, yeah, he, he likes to fly by the seat of those pants too. So he's like, let's just do it. It's fine. But yeah, we, you're right. We, uh, we gorged on uh, super delicious Asian food and got to the airport late. <laughs> hey, but you know what? What was the coolest thing about that though? You know, Our, you know, speaking about people at Berkeley, remember that, that one girl, she was late too. When we were all at the checkout counter and she was like, Oh, I'm from here. You know, why don't yep. you come hang out? You know, I'll take you back to the campus. You know, you could walk around, blah, 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 blah. And I remember how friendly she was. And, you know, she was very, she was very nice. She was cool. Yeah. She so, hung out with them for a while. I know Danielle is going to listen to this and be like, okay, well, so it sounds like you guys mess up collegiates literally every year. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lucked out a lot too, you know, for as much as, as we might've messed up, you know? So because we missed our original flight and, you know, we hung out with, yeah, get her name. She was really cool. And then we took no, the train she, she back, drove us back. No, she the drove airport. us back because and she, then, gave, she gave us her number and she's like, she drove hey, us when back. You, guys okay. are, you know, when it gets close to fight, just give me a call. I'll, I'll come get you guys. And yeah, she drove, she took us back to the airport. Man, so sweet. Yeah. She did. So, what I remember, we on the new flight, we had a layover yes. in um, Las <laughs> Vegas. So I remember when we caught on, uh, when we got onto our first leg of the flight, we're boarding the flight. That's right. I went into an yeah. old college buddy, an old college buddy who ended up working on the airline that we were flying on. And um, we're, we're catching up. We're like, dude, Mike, what's up, man? Thomas, how's it going? we catch up and he goes hey we're all we're all sitting on this flight and i tell him the seats that we're sitting he goes hold up i got you so we all go sit down right and then um he does the in-flight introduction and the safety brief and all that and then at the end of it i do i don't know if you remember this he goes would passenger mike tran please turn on the flight assistant um light and i turn it on he walks up to me in the most professional manner and goes Mike, we have five seats available in first class. Would you like to be upgraded? And we're remember, like, what uh, we, remember what we said? Yeah. We're like, ding, 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 and... ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, you know what you didn't hear or see was that he had to kick out an elderly couple to give us our seats, Mike. <laughs> no way. I don't he... remember that. Did he really? No, he didn't. We, we took it without no, even looking didn't. back, guys. It was ruthless. But you know, really- you know what, it was only for like 45 minutes. So we, we you know, we got to live the life of, you know, so, of the rich. So, A, you're, you're not wrong. You're, you're right. It was only from, from, um, so from San Francisco to Las Vegas. It was only 45 minutes. But that's the only time 
I've ever flown same here, same here. first class. It is. And second, um, that girl that um, hung out with us, she was like, oh, I'm with them too. And I feel like that was kind of like um, oh, a repayment right. to yeah. her as well for being cool and giving us a ride. So she sat up that's in first right. class with us as well. <laughs> so that, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, here we are all the way in California, and I run into an old college buddy from Austin, Texas on a, on a flight. You know, so that was pretty cool. It, I think it was meant to happen that way. You know, I look back and I think it was supposed to happen that way. So, Danielle, if you're listening, let's just turn we, we, lemonade <laughs> out of all these lemons. Yeah. Hold on. So, sweet, sweet who's Danielle, lemonade. by the way? <laughs> Danielle's our current amazing president. Oh, awesome. Huh? Okay. Do y'all also remember stealing pillows from the hotel? And then yeah, because Joe was like, oh, I'll come back and airport. get it. No one's going to take whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I do not recall <laughs> any such activity. This this was post 9-11. I wouldn't even dare. Fair enough. I'm you're just right. saying, yeah, I, I suggested us to get lockers, but you're like, nah, we'll just leave it here. No one's going to take it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was sound logic. It's like, if we're going to go <laughs> sleep on a plane, let's be comfortable. Look, oh, free no, pillows. I because I had a pillow too, but you're like, oh, let's leave it in this gift shop. We'll come back and no one's going to take it. You know, then we come back. It's not there. Well, it's clear. I didn't know how airports worked at the time. So. So honestly, I'm not going to argue against your logic. That's actually pretty sound logic and a very clever idea. I like it. What I think is hilarious is when we got back to the airport after missing the our, our original flight and coming back, we got to the gift shop <laughs> only to see security that was <laughs> the fact that you saw your pillows being taken away by security <laughs> we were gone for hours <laughs> the best part of the we story have they been scanning it this entire time <laughs> <laughs> they waited for you to come back they waited for you to come back. All right, these are the owners of this pillow. Let's, let's go ahead and take them right now, guys. That's dumb. That oh. hurt. I think that's what happened. You know, that trip... But, sorry, I was just going to say real quick. That, yeah, so, that trip was the first time I understood yeah. what still is kind of an unraveling history behind Texas A&M Taekwondo. And, and I say that because, you know, Mike and, oh, yeah. and uh, to, to a lot of... Uh, to a lot of to a lot of you too, like David, like <clears throat> when when I first walked into that stadium that we were competing in, and it was a stadium because you know years later when we went back, it was not the same venue. This this venue was like the big like this is where the basketball team NCAA sports go down yeah. goes doing goes down here. When when we first walked in, there was <clears throat> there was a group of in my my faded memory like twenty to twenty five athletes all in overalls that were like custom designed <laughs> you know studded and all that and they were it was like obnoxious font it was more obnoxious than comic sans but they had like acrylic painted words <laughs> all over their overalls all up and down the pant leg which was probably kind of stylish in the 90s potentially but anyways it was 2005 uh, and, um, they were all in maroon and I think I nudged one of you guys and I was like, who the hell is this group? Because they seemed really clicky. And, uh, I think, you know, one of you guys was like, that's Texas A&M. And it, it really hit me how yeah. powerful having a large team of collegiates was because mm -hmm. from then on, we could hear them throughout the entire stadium we knew exactly when each one of their teammates was fighting. Like mm -hmm. I remember their captain because like the whole team was shouting for their captain who mm -hmm. was a, a, a woman. And uh, she, she, she won that year. She won gold. And it was like, yeah. man, what is going on? And then years go by and I'm starting to unravel the tale. And it turns out they had an Olympic national, you know, national team coach at college station, growing a team and supporting the club, yada, yada, yada. And like, it was like, wow, that's uh, I, we, I came into collegiate Taekwondo at a time when one of the best programs in the country was in our backyard. Yeah. Back in the day, that oh, was um, right. when master yeah. Jesse Coons was that's on the right. Texas A&M team. 
Cougar Taekwondo, yeah. shout out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, those are memories. I, 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 I still remember just the vigor and the, you know the intensity that we had getting ready for this competition. I mean, was, yeah, yeah, we looked forward to scrimmages. Yeah, you, we we probably looked better in our minds than on video. <laughs> no, but but you're right though. Like you know, David, like we trained differently. It was it was agony to try to drop down a certain weight. Because it was just we were we were muscular, like our legs were thick, and that was kind of the requirement for the sport at the time, right? Yeah. I mean, look at looking at looking at uh, competitions yeah. now, and you know, people yeah. fighting is like, man, that's a, that's a completely different game. And I remember coming back into taekwondo and trying to compete again. It was a completely different game from when I was doing taekwondo when I was 13, 14 years old. So it, it's it's crazy, you know. Absolutely. It's crazy yeah. how this sport's always evolving, you know? Yeah, I do feel like a lot of times, like being a millennial in like normal life, it feels very similar to being a, normal, a millennial in the Taekwondo world because it's, you know, we, we all got to see that transition and we were like, whoa, that's, that's interesting, right? But if you're up and coming now, you would have known no other world, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no world in which you're pulling tires that's true. nowadays. Oh, yeah. oh man! I don't know if you guys remember those training Anybody sessions. Like, oh, anymore? Crap! Those 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 are tough, man. What we were doing up the ramp? Yeah, up the ramp. Even even the the bag work that we did at Belmont. I mean, crap! I just, the yeah, we were training for uh, the, the doubles. <laughs> of course, you triples. guys would get it easy. I'm 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 freaking struggling. You know, trying to get four in a row. You know. <laughs> And because we're training, we would be training our hogus all the time, you know, almost a year. <laughs> hey, so so I have a question yeah. for you guys. How how would y'all describe kind of like the ethos of the club back then? Because you know the blips in my memory to help cue you up is like we we would have a pretty decent club membership showing like around the beginning slash mid midterm time, and then towards you know midterm exams and finals. It would be an anemic club, and uh, and we struggled with that. I remember, I remember showing up sometimes, and it was just us three, and it was like, okay, well, this is clearly the ride or die crew, and we had, you know, our friends who would show up ninety percent of the time, who went on to become like surgeons and like rocket scientists, et cetera, et cetera, you know, who are like, you know, this is this is enough. I can, this is all that I can give, but like, what was what was different about us and the rest of the club and, and the way that you guys see it today? I mean, so when I started, saw, saw that trend, you know, my junior year, when you, when you started coming in, Joe, is that, I mean, the intensity of the training sessions, I mean, I, I thought more, you know, WTF Taekwondo club at the time was, you know, kind of almost, you know, half social, half training. But, you know, we, you know, once we started being dedicated, you know, competing at collegiates, we really, you know, pushed the class to kind of, be as intense as we were <laughs> so i think that when that started happening the numbers kind of dwindled a little, little bit and kind of we kind of forgot about the the club part of it a little bit honestly mm -hmm. i mean for me i have to admit when i came in as a freshman most of the seniors and juniors the upperclassmen were heavy in the competition and i caught the tail end of that and then you know as time went on they all graduated and moved on, and I felt like I was the only one left from that particular crew that still had competition experience. And then you know, I, I, I perceived the club in the transition mode. We had more people coming into Texas Taekwondo, but less people wanting to compete. I mean, only a handful. And, you know, during my time as president, during that transition period, I had to make a decision. Do I focus on the club or do I focus on the, the small handful of people that want to compete? And um, I honestly, I kind of struggled mm -hmm. with that balance. It's tough though, right? Because we were so small and you, there was only so few people and resources to go around. So it's like, where, where can you put your energy to leverage the most impact, right? So I'd like to ask you a question, David. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know... It's 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 interesting to hear that you guys had to deal with not only your identity within the club and the organization, 
but also taking responsibility of what the identity of the club slash organization was going to be right and like whether i knew it or not which i did not i was a mo i was a reason to pause and ask yourself um who do we want to be in this next chapter right what do we want to leave for joe and whatever he's going to end up doing with this because clearly he's excited enough to take over and want to carry the mantle um i would love to tell you that that identity had been cemented and we've just been running with it and it's clear and easy but the reality is, is that it hasn't like as we've grown um we're constantly questioning who we are as a club now because to your point going back to what you were just saying we were hell-bent on being competitive and if you weren't in that mindset we just didn't have the bandwidth to be able to support you in the way that we should and so it was kind of like a sorry not sorry situation mm -hmm. but nowadays we've grown massively to the point where we get to support and and um empower so many other versions of taekwondo right and it kind of is more it feels more like a school than ever right we're doing pumse mm -hmm. and there's there's elements of like tricking and board breaking and all that stuff too and right. so my question to you is like you know if you were to re-enter this world today um how would you feel about the club and like compare that to what you left uh proudly what where you left off Man, God, it just it just shows how old you know me and Mike are. But I mean, it, it, I, I'm 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 just so proud of where, where the club is right now. I mean, I would have never imagined how big and how competitive. I mean, I remember, you know, what you changed. You know, my my senior year being in college is that you started holding tryouts for an, an elite team, which is you know never done before. I don't, I don't think you know for Texas Taekwondo. And um, I mean, kind of like separating the elite team from the the casual, you know, regular club team. And you know, I think uh, is that the way it's kind of like still structured now. I'm not really sure, but I mean, I, I think that's what's allowed you know Texas Taekwondo to grow. So I mean, just just to look back on it, you know, and where we were and where we're at right now, it's just it's it's amazing to see how how it's evolved. You know, ever since you know I was I was there at UT, so. It's, it's 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 a very proud moment just to see how you have taken Texas, Texas Taekwondo to where it is right now. It's just, it's it's amazing. Yeah, and and I gotta say, every time you say you, I have to like insert you to me equals like every like officer and president and even assistant coach who's come in and been like patient with me and just dealt with <laughs> all of my crap while I figured out how to make this, uh, uh, be a part of this in a way that just ha helps it grow a lot more. Yeah. yeah and I, I always, I'm sorry to say that, but yeah, just, you know, the support team, they, they never really get the, you know, the, the accolades and, you know, the recognition, but yeah, absolutely. It, it takes a whole town to, you know, to produce something, a product like this, how where Texas, Texas Taekwondo is, I mean, without the officers and whatnot, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, it takes yes. Absolutely. Same thing, you know, it's with my weightlifting team. I, I need the support of, you know, all every single lifter, you know, supporting each other. It just it takes a town to be successful. So one thing that I, I, I have to point out, what's really interesting about today's Texas Taekwondo compared to the previous years, the formula for Texas Taekwondo, back then we would wait, we would, wait for a black belt or someone with competition experience to come into Texas Taekwondo and we build them up from there. Nowadays, we can take someone that has no Taekwondo experience and we're building them up to be competitive athletes. I think that's, I think that's a very big testimony. We can bring someone brand new to Taekwondo and their only experience yeah, with Taekwondo yeah, is with seeing, those, seeing those green belts and whatnot and winning well, collegiates awesome. is like, that's, that's awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, Hey, Mike, may, can I ask uh, David some questions? Do you mind? More questions? Do you, and I, and I, yeah, please. <laughs> good. I, I mean, I ask this of all alumni, whiskey. so I'm curious. Like, and it's, it's starting to sound cliche these days, and I'm sure the juniors and seniors are going to eye roll when they hear this. But, like, you know, I, I know that I come across these moments in my professional career where I'm like, man, if I had not gone through that experience during college or through the Taekwondo program, I would have chosen or said or done the wrong thing in that moment and been uh, would have ended up with a different result than I desired. 
when you either freshly graduated or even like kind of in the back half of your of your career now, um, have you have you had moments where it was like this is definitively a situation that I've been in before and I recognize this and this is how I'm going to handle it differently or the same because of Taekwondo? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely come across that in my career a couple of times. I mean, so when I first started my job at NASA, I mean, I, I was the, I was the young guy in the group and, you know, and people, a lot of a lot of the you know management and people on my team recognized that, you know, that, you know, I was up and coming. I was pretty passionate about what I do with with NASA. I mean, I had a lot of responsibilities with, you know, being just year one starting that job. So one of one of my proudest moment was, you know, one of the shuttle launches that had the MPLM, which you know, had a bunch of cargo and and payloads that, you know, typically someone like me being a junior that I was, you know, had that responsibility for that particular flight. And I just remember, you know, just the grind of, you know, being what we're doing, training for um, collegiate nationals that, that year in 2005. I mean, it just helped me know, dude, I could just, I could, I could grind this out and be successful. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. I didn't, you know, have the success of placing, but I mean, just, just to, you know, go back into competing and, you know, getting to where we're at and hardware training. I mean, yeah. Is, this is a grind. I could I could do it. I feel confident, you know. So, oh, absolutely. But you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything for it because year. I remember having that same yeah. passion. You know, when I was a young taekwondo fighter, you know, look, you know, tra- uh, competing at junior Olympics, you know, USA taekwondo junior Olympic US USTA. You know, before it was you know USA taekwondo, and you know that yeah. that little. Little fire under my ass, man. You know, to, to tackle it as a professional and even into weightlifting. So, you know, like I said, right after collegiate, you know, I was at Arnold competitions, competing, you know, at the Arnold, you know, Arnold Expo, you know, setting PRs. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a washed up weightlifter, you know, still setting PRs and giving a crowd a show. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought, you know? But you know, that drive coming from that, you know, training and preparing for collegiates. I mean, you know. Even even through my weightlifting training, I don't remember training as hard as we did preparing for that competition. I mean, so it, it was it was a grind, but you know it was worth it. I felt great. <laughs> so, what would you say to the the athletes? So, I, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the COVID nineteen has put a halt in a lot of um, our activities and events, and and unfortunately, we had to cancel or postpone collegiates this year. Um, a lot of the athletes you know, have heard about these stories and got really hype and got excited and started doubling down on their training and, 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 and was looking forward to making this trip. Um, what would you say to them now uh, that the realization is starting to soak in that like, you know, life's going to be different, but part of that was like Taekwondo, you know, you, you, you didn't get to finish out this year the way that you thought you were gonna. I mean, you know, looking at that, I mean, look at, I mean, to get to the point where you're at and preparing for, I mean, look at that passion that you had going into training and, you know, looking forward to this competition. I mean, carry that with your professional career, you know, you know, be passionate about it, you know, even though, yes, I know it's disappointing that, you know, you didn't get to reach that goal of competing at, you know, collegiates this year. But I mean, you find a passion that you still have with, you know, that kind of parallels with, you know, how you feel about Taekwondo and, and just tackle that with life. I mean, if you're a senior, I, n- I know it really sucks and you're about to graduate, but I mean, it doesn't mean that, you know, you, you can stop, you know, you don't, you have to stop, just continue, just be passionate about something and just continue to, uh, you know, achieve your goals. Just, I mean, you still, you still have that, you still have that family attack on Dome. I mean, look I at like us right message. now, it, after all I, these years, us three talking right now, you will still always have that family to look back upon or lean on. Yeah. So, I mean, just I know I know it sucks. It's very difficult, but don't forget what what drives you and that passion that you have about some something or, you know, whatever you, you, you want to, you know, partake in. What I take away from that is, you know, opportunities yes. for success don't happen in a linear fashion. Right. It's, it's not it's not lined up in a straight line. And just because you missed this opportunity to, you know capture success it doesn't mean it's not going to be in an alternate or a linear um you know network web type fashion it's not it's not linear this isn't the only moment this isn't the only opportunity um i i think that 
it boils down to, you know, one of the, you know, my master always taught that Taekwondo came in different, different stages. And the ultimate stage that we all strive for is, you know, Taekwondo becomes a way of life. And, you know, even though I'm 38 now, and I, I feel like I don't fully understand that. And I'm, I'm always learning about that. But every now and then moments like this, it kind of shows a glimpse of what it really means for Taekwondo to become a way of life. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you take the lessons you learn from it and apply it in other areas. You, you, you reflect on the training that you had, the hardships, and it, it kind of brings you forward yeah. and gets you through some of those tougher moments outside of Taekwondo. Um, or you have old <laughs> buddies after 15, 16 years catching up, like we hadn't missed a beat. That kind of, that kind of reminds me of maybe, maybe I am reaching that, that final stage. Taekwondo is not going anywhere. It's life. still there. I mean, the the tournaments the the camaraderie the i mean the yeah. training it's always going to be there you know what you know you can always pick it back up whatever you know point of your life that you're in right now i mean <laughs> i keep saying this but joe i mean you're a perfect example look at you i mean after all these years and you come back competing and you win a gold medal i mean hell you know well you can, you can do it i mean anybody else can get you know, train train hard you know you know pursue that passion and and compete again. There, there's. Oh, um, you're absolutely correct. And I'm gonna go ahead and make this public. Uh, I challenge my coaching staff uh, to start considering putting themselves out there and training again because uh, you're right, David. Like I needed to prove not just to myself, but it, it was a bigger sign that, like, you know, look at other sports. Right? We have ultra marathon runners. We have uh, cyclists and swimmers and and all types of athletes of all ages who are still hitting their PRs and continuing to push themselves in ways that are very inspiring. And so why does Taekwondo have to be just for the youngins, right? Um, I feel like I grew just as much as I did in the past month than, uh, than when I was in, you know, a sophomore or junior in college going to these competitions. So I know, I know. So Coach Hector, Coach Daniel, Coach Mike – uh you know hector hector's got a little bit of a head start given that he was just <laughs> he just graduated uh but you know i i challenge you guys like find <laughs> find a way to continue to stay competitive because it, it does sharpen your character real quick and joe honestly after seeing you win that gold medal you know you post name about that i'm like shit i got that i got that itch again about i want to start kicking again you know just i kind of want to get back into tackle no again i mean you you seen you went you know win and you know you know your motivation i mean just like back when we were in college i'm like crap i I want to get back at the tackle again, honestly, you know? I'm well, like, it probably should start with a elaborate photo shoot to kick things <laughs> off. Right. <laughs> but, um, I mean, so I mean, we've got to go out know, and buy moon here like, pretty much. You know, that makes me, <laughs> I'm starting to train more and more again, weightlifting, not just relying on my coaching, but I'm like, crap, I, I, I want to compete again, man. You know, just that's always been part of my life and I, I want to do it again, man. You know, just, yeah. you know, like I said, thanks to you again. I'm like you seeing you make, you know, making a, a world team, you know, for, you know, the older folks. I'm like, crap, I want to be, I want to do that again. You know, well, I, you I'll, know. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what went through my head. It was like, well, why, why won't I compete? You know, and, and it's kind of a question, you know, just similar to the beginning of this podcast. It was just like, why let's question ourselves for a second. Um, I obviously love the sport. I ta- I hang out and like envelop myself into competition on a day to day basis. Why why am I not competing? Oh well, because and of course all of us can fill up that list of because for pages and pages and pages. But then part of the coaching journey, as you probably know, David, has been the more we drop the ego, the better of a coach we become. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I know I know it can't I can't be competitive in weightlifting right now no. because I can't lift heavy, but that doesn't mean I can't fucking throw a kick. Yeah. You know, that, that, <laughs> no, honestly, that's that's what you made me start thinking. I'm like, you know, I can't squat heavy, I can't lift heavy because certain movements it just you know destroys my knee and I just feel that extreme pain. But when I throw a kick, it doesn't hurt that bad. I mean, why why can't I push through that? I love that. You know, yes, absolutely. I bet you can still say, so like, yeah, I got to work head. on my mobility and, you know, flexibility again, but 
why not? Why, why can't I do that? And, you know, you know, staying at home a lot because, you know, the whole situation when I'm like, why can't I do that? You Love know? it. Okay. U.S. Open 2021. <laughs> just here we come. Oh, wow. Just motivate me to, I mean, <laughs> like you said, why not? Why can't I? You know, don't don't hide behind the excuses. Get get your ass motivated and do something. You know, why not? I just not? want to remind you. Uh, I just want to remind like you that. too that the drink of choice post collegiates in 2005 was in fact Jägermeister. Yes, it was. <laughs> was it be- no, oh, no right, it was it not. Was. It was beef eater. It was beef eater gin. It was <laughs> beef eater. Well, that, what, was that was Coach Smith's choice. Coach Smith David chose drink of choice. <laughs> Was Jägermeister, and I and I say this because that was the first time oh, I had had God. Jägermeister. Oh, that's right. you know, you know every, every time we know, I'm telling the stories. Oh, I'm just, I forgot how young you actually <laughs> were when we did this whole you know experience. You know, oh, I'm definitely the victim for sure. You guys were definitely. <laughs> it was a big yeah. I just wanted to be whoa, cool. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I can't believe. I can't believe we walked around hours looking for a liquor store because you know, but, but, you know, as a result of that, I mean, we found some bomb ass like Vietnamese food and whatnot then. in Berkeley. Did. Yeah, yeah. Also, we didn't we, did. we didn't look we did. for a liquor store. We I think we were just time. looking for the Vietnamese restaurant, and we found <laughs> a liquor store. And, and Coach Smith purchased right. the alcohol and drank right. it by himself, right? right. And then we went to bed. It was a very tame, for, chill evening for the three of us. So, so David, let me it, ask it you, uh, what is it going to take That's how good to back. get you to come to one of our competitions? So, so Hon- hear me so out. Honestly, so Mike here, said here, about, about Berkeley. I was seriously considering it because I was just in San Francisco, the Bay Area for you know collegiate weightlifting meet. I'm like, why the hell not? I, w- I would love to hang out with you guys again and – and so I was really looking into it, and I found some flights. But then, you know, honestly, with this whole you know situation that we're in right now, I just I didn't think it was going to happen, you know. But um, but being back in Berkeley, I'm like, I don't I don't care, you know, what my you know work schedule is and whatnot. I was going to try to make it happen after Mike messaged me, and I was looking forward to it. I was I was planning on kind of surprising you guys and just showing up, but you know, it, it just didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my whole so, plan. So, so if we were to make this as simple and sexy for you as possible, is it is it the nostalgia factor or is it the city? So, for example, uh, we got a lot of alumni to come out to U.S. Open last year because it was okay. in Vegas. All right. So uh, I know, I, I, and I'm pretty sure you guys have competitions in Vegas pretty frequently, and so I know you know the town. <laughs> Competition in Vegas and uh, if, if I remember correctly, but, David was there. You know, a since a lot of things go through um, early in the year, I am if you know, if we overcome this whole situation that we're in right now with the COVID 19, um, I'm very open ended right now. So, yes, but uh, you heard it I here, mean, folks. David chose coming but back, like I said, I mean, just you, you competing again, Joe, just God, I'm like. I want to do that. I want, I want to kick somebody. I want to, you know, be, you know, be competitive in something again, because like I said, you know, with my knee injury, I just, I, I just can't lift heavy, you know, certain movements in it and the whole, you know, in a snatch or a cleaning jerk, I just can't do because at a certain point I, it just, it just hurts way too much, but, you know, working on some mobility, when doing some kicks and whatnot, it's just like, that doesn't hurt that bad. I, I, I could deal with that, you know? So I'm like, man, just, just trying to figure out how how, how am I going to get back into Taekwondo? Ah, so yeah, so we should we should be hosting more alumni Taekwondo classes on random Saturdays, at least once a month, for you and Abby and the other OG coaches to come back and just get back into Taekwondo shape, right? I, I would I would definitely do a day trip just for that. Love it. Yes, but uh. I mean, just done it before. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right serious. Just being a coach for all these, you know, all these years, just weightlifting and you know, being behind the scenes. I want to get competitive again, man. 
I want to, I want to, I don't care what my level is at right now. Just, but you know, it's, it'll take time. I don't care if I get last place, first place. I just want to get back into it again. Honestly, I love this. I don't know if it's the whiskey talking, but we got it on. Uh, we got it on the record, Mike. Tomorrow, Coach Joe and I and the other coaches will be flying out to Berkeley. We'll be flying out to the Bay Area tomorrow. So this weekend uh, was going to be Berkeley Part Three for for Texas Taekwondo, and um, yeah, I, I think it was really neat. I was really looking forward to recapping, you know, two thousand five <laughs> Berkeley. You know, the, with the three OGs right here, um, and you know, in you know, maybe we didn't get the results we wanted, but. I look back and the best thing I got out were the memories, you know, hanging out with y'all, training with you. Joe, mm. any any closing words? I was a little curious why you arranged this podcast uh, as your as your fourth episode, but it's obviously very clear, like given the anniversary of our trip and all the flood of nostalgia. I'm I'm glad you did it. So thanks thanks to you for organizing it and thanks for uh Cho Daddy uh <laughs> 80, 83, Cho Daddy? What was it? Yeah, I, was, I was born in 1983, <laughs> man. Come on. Now you're really trying to show how old I am. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Because the, 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 we had to communicate. We had to communicate via AIM. It was an you AOL chat that I email remember. Oh, honestly, so, you know, I remember if it, if it was AOL Instant Messenger, it was oh. DCho34. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was your email. You're right. It was your well, professional email. Well, my, my professional right. email is showdaddy83 at gmail.com. It was on his resume. One of my interviews that I had when I was for a job, they called me out on my email. They're like, so why is your email showdaddy83? I'm like, I'm like oh, crap. Thank you. So uh, right after that, I knew it was going to happen. Right after college, I knew it was going to happen. I ended up changing my email to something that was more professional. <laughs> So, so then he got chodaddy83 at yahoo.com. Yeah. So thanks for putting this together, Mike. Like it it was cool going down memory lane because it's, it's always a good time uh, and important because it shows how much growth we've had as individuals, but also as a program. Yeah. This has been another episode of Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. If you would like to contribute to the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hook them. Joe and Mike, you remember that tennis player <laughs> that we're obsessing about? No. <laughs> for the record, I, I do not recall. <laughs>